GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Yeah, welcome everybody to our daily gun show where we uh, go live every weeknight to talk about guns for about an hour. On Fridays, we wrap up the week with uh, everything that's been going on that's been focused on 2A. So um, opening up everything on the screen here. Welcome to those who are joining us live. Uh, we record this show on YouTube Live. And sometimes we stream it out to other platforms as well on a couple of different channels. When it's all over, we'll take the audio, we'll turn that into a podcast, and we'll push that up to the various platforms that are out there. So if you're listening as a podcast, we encourage you to leave us some feedback, participate in the conversation here, let us know that you're out there, which platform you're on, and if you have any comments about what we're talking about. Uh, that makes it actually interactive. We don't have any scripts here. We don't have any uh, agendas, really. Uh, we've been, what are we on, episode 1,320-something. We've been doing this since 2016, every weeknight. And uh, our goal is to is to evolve the conversation about what our Second Amendment protects. Not necessarily the tools and toys, but uh, the bigger picture. So with that, we want to say thanks to the people that are joining in here live. We'll about to say hey to everybody. I'll set up a poll out there, which I usually set up beforehand, and I didn't do it this week. How was this week for 2A? So everybody who's joining us live is going to uh, be able to participate in this one. Uh, great week for 2A. Go with good. And we can go with an okay week for 2A. And then the last option, of course, for the federal agents that show up. All right, we'll put that poll out there. We might have another poll later on. We'll see how long the show goes. Uh, thanks to Gizzard Gary for hosting a live conversation before this one. We started this one live a little bit late tonight. It's having a good conversation over there. All right. So uh, what we're going to do is check out our Patreon link. It's a, basically it's our uh, blog. We can uh, format it better over there. We can add pictures over there. And uh, we can link to things that YouTube just doesn't like us linking to. For example, Instagram, YouTube doesn't really like uh, people linking to Instagram, so they kind of are a pest about it. Also, I can't really format the, the information over here on YouTube. So we'll keep the YouTube thing open, and all this information is in the description of the video. That's how we set this up. We take that information, though, and post it over on Patreon, uh, like our blog. 
because like I was just saying, I can format it, I can put bold in there, I can actually put links, we can add photos and whatnot. So that's what we're gonna follow along here on the live conversation. This will be linked to uh, everywhere that we're pushing this out to. And uh, again, the Patreon is the people that support us so let us do what we're doing. So we don't have to uh, encourage you to buy anything or worry about your grip angle or be, feel like you don't have enough red dots on your business. All right, so let's dig in. So uh, this is a pretty good week. Um, we take a look back at the week and what was focused on our Second Amendment protects. Did I feel that on what was focused on what our Second Amendment protects? I didn't word that very well. Another week in the fight for 2A awareness and for our rights. Here's the best stuff we found this week focused on what our second, oh man, I did not word that well at all. So uh, that's the hybrid of a bunch of copy and pastes and it looks ends up looking pretty bad. So we did have a pretty decent week this week. Uh, we still had some challenges for sure and we have more to come. So everybody that's getting fatigued, everybody that's getting burned out, everybody that's getting distracted, everybody that's uh, doing all the things that we don't need, right? It's time to give them some motivation, give them some water, give them a little bit of Gatorade, give them a wet towel, because uh, we're going to need all hands on deck here for at least the, the interpretation of the um, SBRs or whatever they are, pistol braces that are coming up here and those checklists, everybody's going to freak out about that. We have uh, Supreme Court stuff that everybody's doing a lot of assuming about. And then we still have an ATF nominee. We still have uh, some challenges with what the uh, Senator is going to end up doing with all this stuff. So uh, one of the goals with doing a bunch of different things at us is to get everybody fatigued, get everybody frustrated and and resources spent in one or more directions, not just money, but time. Uh, if everybody's taking time off of work to, to stop something from happening and then they attack us another way, there's only so many times people can take time off of work, right? So, uh, you know, this is a long run and they've got all the time in the world. Uh, you look at some numbers I've looked at recently, thanks to, I don't know if I'm supposed to say who I got these numbers from. I don't want to be elusive, but I got some numbers uh, kind of on the sly. And I don't know where they're from. I'll, once I find out where they're from, I'll quit being weird about it. But basically these numbers suggest uh, there are, as a list of numbers of how much money's being spent on both sides. And in general, from my interpretation, just skimming those numbers, the anti, the side that is against rights, the right to own property or the right to do what you want with your property kind of thing, uh, that side spends much less money, much less money than the side for protecting it. And uh, that could be interesting. So anyway, that's uh, an indication of how much hype and how much effort and how much attention is spent from our side and how easy it is for the other side to get us all hyped up and going. And it's sort of the throwing stones, you know, it's real easy to throw a stone. We got to go in and fix the window every time. It's it really difficult to keep fixing that window and to keep talking to people who live there to not worry about the, you know, the rocks that keep getting thrown. Now, eventually we'll get them to stop throwing rocks and it isn't going to be by fixing the window every time, but it's still raining. We still got bugs. We still need to fix that window. The people that are going to force us to compromise are going to be upset about that window being broken. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but we're still in a fight and it's not by no means over, but at the same time, I'm not, suggesting it's 
we're lost either. This, there's a lot of conversations out there every single time we're in any kind of fight where people who either aren't interested in fighting have never fought before or just have a different perspective on the fight uh, think that it's over and go around being all doom and gloom. I mean, it literally happens every single time. So, you know, at some point, those people will be right, but who cares because 99% uh, of the time, they're not. So moving on past that, let's dig into some amazing stuff that happened this week. And if you're really looking for the doom and gloom, you'll have to look elsewhere. So again, I uh, wanted to focus on some of the people that are joining us live. We host this show at midnight Eastern, which is 9 p.m. out on our coast. G23 is in here first. Good evening. 109. I don't know why you put that in there. Uh, Wesley showed up. Good evening. DJ's out there. And I guess everybody's showing up on both sides. I don't really see from the stream yard. You can see what I'm seeing on the stream yard side. I don't really know what side you're saying hey from. Uh, let's see. Then I explained that uh, we were starting the show a little bit late. Justin is out there. Roy and Smeggy, I think. Oh, and Guns of Barbecues still up. Good evening. So uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. I don't think I am. Is anybody saying anything? DJ's throwing some links out to the Senate contact uh, website, which gives you the number 202-224-3121, which robots take you straight to your senator's male robot. Uh, not male like the sex, because don't be sexist. Male like the old-fashioned printouts that people sent to each other in the old days. You can go to their voicemail robot and leave a message. I'd encourage you to do so. There's two bills that are happening right now that came over from the Congress that you could allude to, or you could just allude to their 10 senator compromise or whatever. And uh, I'd also recommend giving them a separate call to voice your opinion on their nominee of Diddleberger or whatever his name is. Find, find out what his real name is before you call him. All right, well, with that, uh, oh, and then there's Krabby Turtle saying, hey, good after, good evening. Smeggy saying he jumps on both channels, right on. Says, I don't think the ATF director is a big deal. They're going to be anti-gun no matter if they have a director or interim director. Uh, I don't care about the results. I feel like uh, there's enough incentive to learn to work together to be against this guy that I'm going to be, let's work together to be against this guy. Uh, he's not a good guy. He's a known anti. They need to bring in somebody who's worried about smoking or alcohol because those are much bigger killers in our society. They want to keep bringing in somebody who's politically about, against guns. And I, we, we need the, uh, the wins on our side and the collaborations and the strategies on our side. So for those reasons, I'm down for uh, addressing each one of these things with as much attention as we can possibly give it. Um, it's not really for this show, but if in a future Monday show, we could talk about some strategies about motivation uh, into a activism over time and why uh, it's a good idea, in my opinion, to wail on as many of these uh, positions or t angles or tactics as possible. Smeggy is also saying good week to fight for two-way. Looks like the gun control bills are stalling out because the antis are asking for way too much. Again, there's lots of discussion out there on that. And uh, when they ask for too much, it's difficult for them to say that they'll never ask for too much. I mean, they literally have it on the record now. Uh, we've gone through a lot of fights in the past, and they kind of would allude to it. They'd give you a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We don't want your guns, wink, wink. 
you know, and you didn't know what to make of that. But now they literally have told you what they want. So, yeah, it's definitely a new playing field going forward. Plenty of reason to be optimistic. There's no possible way they can walk back on any of that. Uh, the best that could possibly happen is everybody who said anything about it gets removed from office handily, quickly. And then uh, the new uh, whoever replaces them goes the other way and has lots of success. And they figure out, just like anybody, that uh, the results of consequences and all that, uh, we win. All right, so let's get over to what we're actually here for. 12 minutes in. Uh, lots of cool stuff happened this week. For the most part, I put it in here in order of how two-way it is for the most part. But I also put things in order of other things also. So you can't read 100% into this, but pretty much the most 2A stuff is towards the top. One of the coolest things I've seen online in a while is Come and Talk It had this gun violence discussion at their cent Central Texas Gunworks gun shop. How many people? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine people, maybe more. And then the two moderators or hosts very cool discussion you got to see and hear uh, opinions from both sides and the way people were able to express their opinion or not lots to learn there uh, how long was it i guess i don't know but definitely worth checking it out i'll be talking about it more i'm sure but come and talk it is one of the um is one of the radio shows that happens each week that streams live on YouTube so you can watch their show live. They record their show on Sunday afternoon and then uh, it's syndicated at different times throughout the country. Uh, in addition, um, Mike, Michael, who runs the shop uh, or, or runs the podcast, owns a gun shop, Central Texas Gunworks in Austin. So there's a couple of gun sh sh radio shows gun-focused radio shows that are hosted by people who run gun shops. It's pretty neat. All right, next up is Locked and Loaded Latinos had Walk Talk America, both Jake and Michael on. So that was a good chat as they get more um, better, like more experienced with their podcast and have more reach and have more friends in the gaming realm and in the gun realm and and in the content creator realm, uh, Locked and Loaded is uh, doing awesome and bringing, uh, well, they started bringing in all these gamer people. So one of the first things these gamer people are experiencing as they check out this new channel that's got this focus on guns is uh, WTTA. So again, having a conversation about the gun industry and the gun community. So the individuals who shoot guns and the companies, the industry that supplies us, right? All of that has a focus and has had a focus for a number of years now on how to prevent suicides and specifically any suicides, but you know, obviously suicides with guns, at least from that angle as gun owners and people who manufacture guns. And in the process, working from the medical side and the industry side, they've learned a lot and they've had a lot of accomplishments. They've never been unlocked and loaded before but I'm pretty sure Locked and Loaded knew of them. They may have met at a train and learn. I think that, um, I think just Mike, but I'm not sure. They may have 
hung out together before, but they hadn't been on the podcast that I'm aware of. So it was an introduction type of welcome to our podcast and welcome, you know, to our audience. And at the same time, Locked and Loaded had a lot bigger audience with all these gamers and stuff. So when we talk about reach and stuff getting out there, I mean, it's happening all over the place, but this is an example of it. Uh, this is episode 96 of their show, and they've only got 921 subs. So pretty soon, get ready for a thousanding of Locked and Loaded Latinos. That's where we go live and we just encourage people to subscribe to the channel until we get them over that thousand mark. The thousand subscriber threshold on YouTube opens the channel up to some functionality and some features that are worth getting. And they've efforted pretty good to get up to 921. And uh, whenever we can, we'll, uh, when we can notice that we're really close, 80 is a lot to ask. Probably, you know, when it gets closer to 50 or less, we might want to consider it, but we'll be doing a thousanding of locked and loaded Latinos pretty soon here. Will it be before they get to episode 100? Dun, 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 which will be first. All right, next up is Brooke, who does a consistent brief focus on suicide prevention. Each Saturday night, she'll take a less than a half hour and focus on a piece of information, a tactic, a strategy, something you can put to your toolbox, put in your toolbox and use when necessary when you're having a conversation with someone uh, that just keep in mind that two out of every three deaths with a firearm are from suicide. And that's easily ignored. It's never focused on when they blame gun owners. But when we really want to prevent deaths, we have to realize that two out of every three deaths is a suicide. So by having strategies to reduce suicide, we're accomplishing two things. We're getting them off of our backs about guns because we're removing numbers that they use against us. But those numbers are lives and we're hopefully saving people's lives. We're giving them opportunities and options at times of stress. And mostly it has to do with destigmatizing mental health. We don't get a big deal if we get a broken arm. We don't care if we have some kind of internal bleeding. But for some reason, if we're feeling stressed out, we don't talk about it. It's just a society thing and things can be changed with intent. And Walk the Talk America and Suicide Prevention Saturday offer bits that give us the options to, uh, to reduce the barriers to stigma and whatever the words are uh, so that folks that might be having a problem can take that moment, move past the problem, learn a strategy or something, and we've reduced something. Now, you know, that's a tough thing to monitor, but who cares? Brooke puts a brief but consistent, effective effort towards uh, keeping that, that um, awareness out there. And that's what really it's all about. So uh, we'll continue to have Brooke's effort at the top of our list every single week. Moving up towards the top of the list every single week lately has been Cape Gunworks. So another gun shop that hosts a radio show. So think about this. A gun shop might have ads on the radio, hundreds of dollars a week. But then if they have their own radio show, now it's way more. Now they're really paying money for that reach. I doubt highly that people listen to a radio show, get in their car and just haul ass to the radio show's location and start spending money. 
So the shops that do this are doing it because they can and they have probably some kind of obligation or responsibility and you know self and responsibility or self obligation they feel to um, help people understand the the community and the nuance and the news and everything else. So uh, knowing that shops are out there doing that and plenty of shops are doing it just to sell stuff like hey we're going to tell you about the grip angles and red dots or whatever. And they'll talk about that on both of these shows, but for the most part, they're focusing on uh, more of the important stuff and less of the, the tools and toys. However, the show is called Rapid Fire. So it is a rapid fire Q&A. The show itself uh, is recorded on Wednesday for an hour. That's the live radio show. Then a second hour, which is the second hour, which is like for the online version. And then sometimes they'll stick around depending on how many people are watching live and how many questions came in to the text chat. But as people call into the radio show or have called in and the messages are there or whatever, they'll rapid fire through whole bunches of questions. And because they're in Massachusetts, a lot of the questions have to do with procedure or process or how do I do this or that. So they're they're affected, they're 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 making it possible for people in Massachusetts to what's the word, like find their way through the minefield of laws, which is necessary in a state like Massachusetts. And it's frustrating for those of us who don't live under that kind of tyranny, but it is illuminating and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the show. Anyway, I really like the show. I'm going to have Toby on uh, Monday. So check it out on our big channel. Uh, it's Monday afternoon for most evening for some of you, afternoon for some of us. Uh, Toby will be on and we'll talk about um, the shop and how he does it and why he does it. The shop and the radio show. Okay, so then, uh, so definitely check that out. It's two and a half hours this week. It was a pretty decent one. I'm sure Toby would be rather be talking about other things, but his guests and callers are focused on news of the day as well as, um, you know, the urgency that comes with the unknown future. So a lot of people will be panic buying or just buying things that they might not have prepping or whatever you put, you know, investing. And that brings people out of the woodwork who have questions and the radio show allows Toby to have one person ask the question and then broadcast that out to all kinds of people. This uh, rapid fire radio goes out to Florida, Arizona, New York, and Massachusetts and somewhere else and maybe Virginia. He's, he's got it going out to a lot of places, a lot of stations. It's really cool. And some of them are Saturday. Some of them are, it's throughout the week. So it's pretty neat. Anyway, it'll be neat to talk to, uh, to see her a little bit behind the scenes of that too. All right, next up is the Virginia Citizens Defense League, an amazing state-level organization. They had their online membership meeting this week. Uh, they're the ones to watch. All the other organizations hide their meetings or put them on stupid platforms that aren't real, that aren't, uh, you know, legit. You can't find them. You have to be invited in and they don't record them and they don't broadcast them after. They're either embarrassed or they're scared or whatever to post their meetings. VCDL is the opposite. They're, they're legit. They're authentic. They're putting their stuff up there. They inspired most of the, well, a chunk of the other state organizations that are out there and they're just doing it right. They are leading the way for sure. It's worth checking out. They have a lot of stuff going on. I would not even be doing it justice. I don't, I didn't have time this week. I attempt to leave notes sometimes, but uh, I didn't have time this week, 
What I do, however, is over on the big channel, whenever something shows up, shut up. Whenever something, I'm clicking over to my other channel here. Whenever I post something on the community tab as a heads up that something's live and it's worth checking out, I will, if especially if there's something good going on, I will post comments in there. So if you go back to looking for this gun owners radio on Sunday, two comments. Uh, Walk the Talk America Unlocked and Loaded, three comments. Uh, Come and Talk It's panel, 13 comments, right? So uh, whenever I post something that has something to do with the uh, thing, I try to throw it over here. The idea is so that I could have it for this wrap-up, but it's just some, another step, and I haven't done it. So give me some feedback. I know so I've gotten some feedback. Thanks. Um, I've gotten some feedback from the uh, newsletter, people that are receiving the newsletter and dig. Basically, what we're looking at on the screen goes out as a newsletter. You can just go to our gunwebsites.com and sign up for it. It's free or whatever. But the uh, formatting and everything is pretty much what we do here. But uh, if that's something that people are interested in, me pulling those comments to have a little bit of, it's not really an article, but at least some bullet points from those conversations when they're epic, because there are some epic conversations going on then let me know. And if you're not a Patreon, consider jumping over to be a Patreon. There's about 150 Patreons that make it possible for me to spend most of my time on this stuff. I am definitely not doing it full time, but uh, you know, I definitely would, would not mind doing this stuff full time. So next up is the uh, machine gun nest out of Maryland. This is another gun shop that's getting it done. This is gun shop that's cool for lots of different way, reasons. Go back and watch old shows. I almost always brag about how much I like Machine Gun Nest. This week is just a five-minute video explaining uh, the bipartisan gun control package. And I won't get into it because I'm sure lots of people have. But uh, their, um, their um, perspective on it is concise and usually uh, not politicized or not, you know, it's pretty... Uh, pretty straightforward, a little bit libertarian perhaps for some people, but uh, for the most part, kind of straight down the middle and and, and concise. They're not trying to waste a bunch of time selling you coffee or make you buy a t-shirt or tell you about how great some grip angle is. Uh, Next up is Sandhills Media, the content creator formerly known as Sandhills or Sandhills Shooter, right? they had, I think, about six people on as the um, panel this week and talked about the gun lobby. Hmm. Is it a half an hour already? Need something to drink, right? About a half an hour. So that's my cue. I'm going to give you a commercial for the store. Buy something from the store. You give your Webwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. All right, so uh, I think they had like a full panel and... Did he say gun food was the first time he'd been on? Somebody was the first time they'd been on. And pretty good discussion. Lasts about an hour and a half. 
pretty much uh, an insight from a bunch of activists who are doing stuff, getting stuff done and supporting those that do, people that are aware of what's going on and have opinions about it, uh, get together on Thursdays and brought together by Sand Hills Media. Again, this one was definitely worth checking out. Uh, next up is, okay, this one's hard to recommend. John Lott, I am contractually obligated to mention John Lott because of Smeggy is out here and I'd have all kinds of lawsuits and stuff if I didn't. Here's the thing. This video is impossible to listen to, and it's 45 minutes long. I listened to it because I don't get enough, like, well, I was doing something, one, but also I don't get enough from the anti side. I don't seek it out. I usually don't like it, so I don't go looking for it. This had this guy in the middle who I think hosted it is sort of the, oh, I'm a gun owner, but but uh, 25 round magazines are no big deal or whatever he said. 25 old, being 25 years old, that's no big deal. Universal background checks are no big deal. He's one of those guys. So it was hard to listen to. It was a DJ would sit and know how to tell you how bad it is, but it was pretty bad. It's if you want to be punished, listen to it. Maybe read the closed captioning as a project. It's not that good, but it is John Lott. Like I say, I'm contractually obligated to mention it. So next we have. Uh, Professor Yamane, Light Overheat, number 25, liberal should avoid these arguments about guns in America. What? Oh, great. All I did is open the picture. So I guess you have to go to the actual link to the video and open that in a new tab. And that's how you open it up. Well, I mean physically. Smeggy's saying it's hard to listen to debates like that. I just mean... Audio wise, like it was really, really, really bad audio. I don't know if it's called overmodulated. It sounded like the one guy was yelling right into the mic, and then everybody else was normal. So you had to turn your mic like all the way off. You had to turn the YouTube speaker down all the way and your computer speaker down when that guy was yelling, and you couldn't tell what he was hearing. You, you, I, I, I don't think there was closed captioning when I was watching it. There might be now, but, uh, it was really hard to understand. I was really just listening to the other people. He sounded like an angry Charlie Brown teacher. If you don't watch Chris from the Seven, we talked about a guy from Malta and gun rights. Oh, no, I did. I, did, I think I put Chris's in here. But, uh, yeah, that was actually super cool, too. Um, I totally forgot about that, that one. Um, I think I have it in here, though. So that was G23 who hosts a show, co-hosts a show with Chris on Wednesdays. So the three points in this video are that the that Professor Yamane is suggesting to liberals that they should not use are you all right? It takes a minute for him to hold it up here. I thought he's going to hold it up. Maybe I missed it. He just holds up his little piece of cardboard or whatever whenever he makes a point. So you kind of hover over here and looking for his place where he holds up the piece of cardboard. Is he ever going to do it? Other countries acted immediately to prevent mass shootings. That's one that he says liberals should not use as an argument. Then one of them is 
protect children, not guns. I should take screenshots of this because he doesn't write it down. And then I thought there was a first one. Okay, so then there's a third one. Did I just say the one about other countries reacting? Other Okay, so there was three. I'm not going to find the other one. My dog's freaking out. Are you all right? I don't know if you can hear her. She's freaking out over there. Or maybe she's just playing like she's a pig. Um, I think it's worth listening to. It's only five minutes long. And it's interesting to hear. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm a liberal. So here, let me tell you liberals how you shouldn't use these. So I don't know what his deal is, but uh, I think that's what he did. So anyway, listen to that one if you want. Uh, again, if you're looking to have more effective conversations with people and not just yell and back and forth about your positions over and over and over again, uh, then listen to some of these different things. Some of these things I'm suggesting give you uh, tools for the toolbox, how to have more effective, you know, evolve a conversation on. Uh, people don't expect you to understand their position or know more about their position than they've researched because they're expecting a gun owner to be a no knowledge, low interest or whatever it is, entity, right? They're going to assume we're idiots. So uh, you don't even have to do hardly much to show that one, we're not idiots. And two, you know more than them. And now they have to go do some homework. When they do the homework, guess what they find out? Their side's full of emotion and hype and handpicked statistics. Anybody who really pays attention sees their side's just a bunch of handpicked statistics. All right. So, um, Texas suppressor freedom law. So everybody forgets because when Texas went to be constitutional carry, like I don't know how many other 22 other states at the time. What were they, 21? I can't remember anymore. I have to go look. Um, well, maybe I can just go look right here. That's what this book is for, right? I do have, I have to figure out which page it's on. Um. Oh, great. I didn't update it by writing it in here. Which state was Texas? Somebody tell us. Was it 22 or 21? But anyway, um, everybody remembers that Texas went constitutional carry, but what we don't pay attention to is the Texas Suppressor Firearm, or right, Texas Suppressor Freedom Law, where Texas was 21, thanks G23, uh, where Texas made a deal sort of like that Montana law where if you build something and it has nothing to do with the NFA because you're not changing, you're not taking it out of state line, uh, across state lines, then the NFA doesn't apply. And in other words, somebody could just make a suppressor, use it in Texas and you're good to go, my friend. And the armed scholar, one of the FPC lawyers uh, with almost 300,000 subs over there uh, posted uh, this video that I guess I didn't put a picture to, but let's go take a look. With 300,000 subs, his focus on the lawsuit that's being done right now for the, I don't know what to call it, like I guess someone challenging that Texas law. Definitely got to get a commercial in there. Oh man, are you kidding me? Anyway, all we cared about is how many views. 200,000 views. So two out of three of that guy's subscribers checked out that video. Are those people getting encouraged? Or are those people not getting encouraged? I don't really pay attention to that guy's subscribers to know. I don't know if anybody does to put some insight in the chat. 
there's Chris talking about the fountains of the Bellagio, but uh, in case I didn't, all right, I didn't. Let's go back over to Chris's channel and he's back from uh, getting married and boom, you guys had on this guy from Malta. A bunch of people are able to ask questions. Very much like back in the days when somebody would jump into a gun channels lobby or a chat and be from another country and everybody would ask him a bunch of questions. Pretty cool. I'm going to throw it in here, but I'll add it to the, uh, to the post here in a bit. Uh, Kansas tried that and two people ended up, yeah, well, whatever. That was something different and they didn't apply the law the way that it was supposed to be applied. So that isn't a mess up on Kansas. That's somebody didn't do exactly what they understood and then they are dealing with it. Um, all right. So then Chris also posted this view from his hotel, I guess, of the fountains and i'd never even seen that view before look how big that makes vegas look or makes that lake look in vegas that's the uh, strip on the right side pretty much yeah that's the strip on the right and then this is just some road that goes back to the hotel parking lot or something or probably the valet or something i've never been in that hotel all right so next is Culver posted uh, working uh, posted a video on how to make a packet that you could take with you to an event or when you go to meet somebody that makes it easier to start working with them. So that's kind of interesting. Um, over on the GunTuber Academy channel, where he offers insight to folks who are creating content that's focused on firearms with uh, unique you know issues that we get to deal with because. Well, we got a lot of issues we get to deal with because of the gun focus. After that, we're talking about the pot of gold auctions on Tuesday, each Tuesday. Our friends up in Phoenix, uh, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have their pot of gold auctions. A bunch of their big their team up there puts together lots uh, somewhere between two hundred and four hundred. Uh, well, I should say, put auctions together every Tuesday with somewhere between two hundred and four hundred lots. So this one was a bunch of guns and a bunch of stuff and a bunch of ammunition, uh, gun-related stuff, I guess I should say, and ammunition. So we went live for like an hour. I think DJ was in there too, weren't you? And we chatted uh, or took a look at all the stuff that was going up maybe three hours before it went live. And I bid. I ended up bidding on a couple of things. There was uh, part, two AR parts kits with a cleaning kit and two other things. Oh, it was like... To 10 snap caps or something. So it was like 10 brand new packages of snap caps that are just off the shelf at a gun shop or something. A cleaning kit that's just off the shelf at a gun shop. And then two AR parts kits. So the trigger, hammer, selector, detents, all the stuff that you need for the lower parts kit, minus a magazine. All that stuff, two of them, new in the bags, like sealed in their bags. And I thought they were either Stag or... I know I've seen the company before. They're like a normal company. 
all of that was 30 bucks or something. So I definitely bid on that one. Nobody else, well, at the time, nobody was bidding on it. Uh, there was actually another thing I was going to bid on, and then I'm trying to save money and not spend money, so I didn't bid on it, some ammo cans. And they went for basically, if I would have bid, I think I would have, you know, I would have bid $5 more than they were. So I think they were at 20 bucks. I would have bid 25. I might have got them because I think they went for 20. So it was frustrating, but I'm not too worried. But it was a good auction. There was a lot of cool stuff there. I went back and watched after it all ended. And some of the stuff went for nothing. Some of the stuff went for a lot. I mean, it's really fun watching them, but I suspect there's money to be made. And some people made some money. Really neat. Uh, then we got the mouse party on Wednesdays after our tactical quiz. FOSS goes live, and they don't really have a script. They just talk about whatever's going on. They do that one weekly. So the uh, overnight happens on Saturday evenings, but uh, this weekly show happens oh, 10.30 our time, so pretty late metric time zones. And uh, I almost stayed awake for about... 10, 15 minutes of it. I think y'all were talking about, I forgot what you were talking about. And I really had something to say. And then he never called on me to say anything. And then I was like, oh, well, and then I was remembering like, well, I guess I don't have to say that. And then that woke up hours later. So almost stayed up for some of that one. What the heck? I got this guy in here twice. Oh no, I put the wrong picture in here. So uh, this one is the wrong picture, but uh, I was updating the Every Second Matters podcasts. So um, for the next four or five months, I've set up uh, something to do mid-month. Every Second Matters happens on the second day of each month, but uh, there's other things that can be done or other things that are done behind the scenes or whatever. And instead of just doing them, I figured I would set up, I think it's like on the 15th of each month or Tuesday, somewhere on the 15th. I would uh, just go live and do some of those tasks live and make them sort of like the two-way media workshops, the concept of you know, letting people look over your shoulder as you're working on things so that they see how easy it is or how it's actually done. Every once in a while, somebody will give me an idea, tip or trick or some kind of suggestion that makes my life easier. So it's always nice to have other people aware of you know what's getting done. And then uh, just to put another focus on every second matters and the whole concept of getting together on the second day of the month as a collaborative way to, uh, you know, again, evolve our conversations about the Second Amendment. Next up is the section for radio shows. Uh, I've been listening to more and more of the radio shows because I found them on YouTube. For a long time, the radio shows would only be on the radio or they would be on Facebook, and I don't use Facebook at all. So, uh, if they were on Facebook, I had no idea, and I wasn't going over there to watch it. So that I, as I see that some of the radio shows who I've known about for a long time but never really listened to because they're not on the radio here, and I don't leave a radio running all the time, uh, and they weren't on YouTube for whatever reasons, now they are. So, um, Or I've just become aware of them. And the unfortunate part is a lot of them are happening on Sunday. So actually four of them all happen simultaneous now on Sunday evenings. So it's not really possible to listen to all of them. You have to decide what you're going to listen to and then listen to the rest later. But I like to focus on them because again, these are uh, folks putting a lot of time and effort into sending out comp, uh, 
what's the word like decent um second amendment focused content that isn't you know oh guns are so great or my rights my rights or just throw 30 dollars at this organization and you're done uh, these are people that are offering insight and challenging folks to um, call in and ask questions and people who are gun owners giving them more uh, skill sets and abilities and uh, having some fun and making it interesting most of them making it interesting and creative along the way we're not always interesting i'm not saying i'm interesting so uh, i'm going to take another commercial break here while i get something to drink this time it's our store but our store also has two print on demand places and youtube says that there's a store on my channel i see it look if we go over to my channel to let's go over to my channel together shall we we're all looking at the screen together we're all having a lot of fun it's no big deal we're going over my youtube channel and i'm going to encourage you to go over to my youtube channel on your own screen or on another tab or something and look at i got a home i got a videos that's normal I got a playlist. Some people use playlists. Some people don't. I got a community tab because I've got however many subs you need to get that. Membership is for people that want to join our channel, help us out. Then there's store. So I don't know how many people are seeing that store or not. But when you click on that store, our YouTube channel is hooked up with a place called Spread Shop. And Spread Shop used to be called Spread Shirt. And the idea was that you would give them your designs, and then they would print it on demand. They would make a print when someone orders it. That way you don't have to have a room full of mediums and larges and smalls that no one orders and you know to make a minimum order or something. So they cost a bit more than a, sh a shirt that you'd have a thousand made and just have them sitting in a room, but they uh, don't exist until someone orders them. Now they're made in Henderson from what I understand, and for the most part, we post, on my end, I just post the design. So, for example, this one's the stripper clip. This one's the a magazine that I drew up for a project on the 3D printer. The chair is against the wall, part of this show. The Minuteman University, right? Some of our logos. Some of them are, people are going to know what they are. Some of them don't know what they are. They're just a weird shirt, right? So, um, anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure they're made in Henderson. For the most part, you can go in here and click on it. And if you don't like that shirt, you can just tell it, I want a different shirt. I want a long sleeve shirt. I want a hoodie. And I want something else. It don't care. It's going to try to make anything you want. So anyway, a lot of people dig this concept. A lot of people don't. I like that I can make posters over there. So I can have these posters that we do live uh, when we you know, set them up and do all the artwork and everything live. And uh, then uh, I can put them up here as posters if anybody wants one. I just think that's neat. So uh, because it's always been shirts and then they kind of made mugs and then a couple other things. And these posters are kind of a cool feature. So I don't know if anybody gets the store feature or not. Give me some feedback. But this commercial I made because I thought people did. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. 
when you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. And I don't know if people that are watching this saw a little mug go by that has Minuteman University on it. It's some sort of a metal mug with enameling on it. Well, I don't know who knows she fires, but uh, she purchased uh, an Every Second Matters mug. And evidently it worked out pretty well. She's digging it. And she posted about it. Oh, wait a minute. I open up YouTube. What am I doing? I'm trying to open up Instagram over here, talking and typing at the same time. So let's open up Instagram. And I don't know if it's going to pop right up because of the way Instagram is. So we're just going to type in she fires. And I know she put it in her circles, but I think she put it in her pictures too. So there you go. So thanks for that. That's I appreciate that someone purchased something, but also that's 44 views, a whole bunch of people that never knew about Every Second Matters before, people asking about it, and that's what it's all about, getting the word out there and um, uh, helping us out, like getting, letting us spend more time on stuff like this. So thanks for that. She Fires does indeed rocks. I believe that Barbecue had her on as a 2A Women Wednesday. DJ may have the link to that out there somewhere. All right, so digging into the radio shows that are so awesome that they put out their own. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. These are radio shows, but are cool enough to be posting their streams on YouTube. Let's put it that way. Because these radio shows don't necessarily have a gun shop behind them. So there are a couple other radio shows that we've talked about today. Uh, the Cape Gun Cape Gunworks and uh, um, Come and Talk It, which I can't find now. But both of those are radio shows that happen uh, during the week, but they have gun shops behind them. That's why I shove them up higher on the list because they actually did more on their shows. Actually, they did more on their shows. And uh, they're also running gun shops at the same time. Now, Gun Owners Radio is doing a lot on their show. It's a two-hour show. They're in California, in Southern California. They go live for two hours, and they stream the show while they're going live. And that one's on Sunday night. Highly recommend you watch it. It's a lot of fun. They have different segments. They have different co-hosts. And then they have different guests and interviews. So it's a two-hour show that's segments. Uh, I guess it's not scripted, but they definitely have it all planned out, and they work well together. They're definitely focused on 2A. It's like everything you can ask for. And it's two hours. They're interactive to some extent. They're not paying attention. Well, they're not using, they're not inter inter interacting with the, the live chat on the radio show like some other chats. But they are reading and paying attention to the chat as it's happening. They just don't often bring up, oh, in the text chat on YouTube, this happened. You know, they never really say that. But uh, I have seen them react to things or mention things that have been brought up in the YouTube chat. So it is pretty cool for the interactivity part of it uh, and just the nature of the show with the number of people and the pace and everything. And the fact that it is live radio instead of a recorded thing with no production work. Uh, it's not, you know, it's just their style. So it's, it's 
one of my favorites, becoming one of my favorites. They also have the, the gun prom this weekend. I probably should have linked to that. I'll go back and edit that. On Thursday, we went live for the Daily Gun Show and talked about the events that are coming up for the rest of the year. And gun prom is the next one. It's happening this weekend. It's a fancy dress get-together for gun owners in Southern California. I think they do three of them throughout the year. This is one of them. And uh, they're bringing people out to, to be there and have fun. I don't know if there's awards necessarily. I think it's literally just a chance to dress up, get together, have some fun, and blow off steam, so to speak. You know, gather. It's sort of like the, I'm assuming it's going to be something like the nighttime at the gun rights policy conference. Or maybe like the evening at some sort of an NRA rally or a state level organizations, state level Second Amendment organizations um, yearly get together. Those can sometimes just be more of networking and um, chatting type of situations. And I'm guessing that's what it's going to be like. It might be more formal than that. It might have some kind of schedule. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think we know anybody that's going. I think uh, uh, Mike White is out there and he wanted to go, but it's like a hundred bucks for the tickets and uh, everybody was trying to win so we could give them the tickets, but I don't think anybody that we know won tickets to the prom to give them. Anyway, Gun, Free, Gun Owners Radio is a good uh, show to listen to. Uh, they pretty much just follow news of the day, and it's sort of like brief introduction type of stuff, but it's happening in California, and you do get to hear some of the insight about what it's like to be in California with an optimistic point of view instead of being the oh, everything sucks and I'm, I'm too lazy to work on it. It's like the opposite. We're not done yet, but here's the, all the stuff we've done and look at how strong we are from doing what we did to get here. You know, it's that kind of show. It's definitely worth listening to. 2,000 subscribers. So, you know what we're talking about here? Next up is Eye on the Target Radio. Not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, you're listening to a live radio show with... Uh, production value that's that's got uh, some dust on it and they don't really pay attention to the conversation during the breaks I'm not sure how big a deal the production responsibilities are during the show or if their style is more to you know go to the take a break and go away from the show or something but you know some of the other things like uh, rapid fire radio when they go to a break and do the downtime from the actual recording of the radio show the times when the show is or the station is doing its breaks rapid fire radio they jump right over to the text chat and have conversations with the people that are there live um i on the target doesn't do that they'll just do the same canned blurbs that don't include ghost tactical for the uh what is it called the oh man what is the name of their radio network something radio network um that has a bunch of different podcasts in it and it has armed citizens radio in it, but they never mention it on, on the target. Um, because of all that, some people don't like listening to that show when they're live and they're actually running, they will pay attention to the chat. They are using Streamyard or something. So they well, actually, they're not using Streamyard. They're using some weird software that lets the chat show up on the screen. Maybe they're using OBS what with a weird plugin and they're uh they're paying attention to the comments so that's truly an interactive show 
and uh, they're a segmented show, so they don't have a script necessarily, but they do hit some segments, and the segments are interesting. So I've been interested, and Amanda Suffolk is a top-end, uh, top-tier 2A activist right now and has been for a while, so you get insight to the Second Amendment um, flow from watching that show. Like she knows what's going on. She's going to the places where stuff's happening and her show is her blog slash, or to some extent her blog slash travel diary. So it's definitely one of the better shows. If you want to keep your finger on the pulse, maybe that's the way to say it of what's happening with two a activists because it's live and it's happening each weekend. The only problem is it happens literally at the same time as gun owners radio and come and talk it. And now Locked and Loaded Latinos move their show so that, go, so that they could go play video games. Now you have to listen. You have to choose what you're going to listen to if you're going to listen to anything live on Sunday. Good news is there's literally seven. Well, if you get Gizzard show, four hours in the morning with Gizzard, there's like 10 hours of live YouTube Pro 2A focused content that happens every single Sunday. And that's just Sunday. It's really good stuff. Next up is Coffee with Craig is back. So Craig DeLuz Craig Deleuz is out of California, has been in the 2A for a long time, different hats, different organizations, and back with FPC doing the Coffee with Craig. Um, I think it might be every morning. I guess we're going to find out, or else it's once a week. This week he had on the hipster lawyer from the FPC. So, you know, they've got the guy from Arm Scholar. They've got the guy from FUD. What's that called? FUD Busters. And then they've got, who's the other one? There's another one. And then they've got the hipster guy. Oh, and then they got Craig. So FPC has, you know, some employees, I guess, or figureheads. And then there's some behind the scenes. I don't know their whole deal over there. But Craig is one of the Sacramento or something like that uh, FPCs. And what is that, a 20-minute show? It used to be like a 20-minute show kind of news of the day and Craig's opinion about it, backed by the FPC. Uh, so we'll see what it, go, what it turns into. Uh, Craig's looking at 86,000 subscribers. So he's definitely been there, been successful and, you know, different level than some of the other uh, projects that we're looking at so far. All right. I've got some of my stuff up here now. So where are we at with this? Not doing too bad. It'll be just over an hour. Um, I posted a video earlier this week about to not do what I didn't do. No, wait, don't do what I didn't do. Yeah. So uh, your CCWs, uh, if you got a permit or if you've got a card or whatever you call your thing in your state, if you have one, uh, you're not just constitutionally carrying, then you don't always get a an alert or some kind of a notification that it's about to expire. Back in the day, they would send us a letter. And I think you got the letter like a month ahead of time. So you had plenty of time to do whatever you needed to do to renew. In Arizona, you just reply to the letter and give them some money. I think it was $30 or something. And that's pretty much what I had to do this year. It's just that it expired. Then I sent it in and then uh, 
it took them for whatever reason they're on a backlog it took them longer to fart around with it than my check had an expiration date on it so then they got to mine expired check sent it back to me fart around longer go to the bank again and then send back a second check and then finally get it back make a video telling people know when you get one make some sort of a note to yourself on your somewhere that you can leave a robot to remind you a month before your thing's going to expire that your shit's going to expire do the same for others if you are in charge of them or no like if you have to mansplain everything to somebody nine millimeter people they can't keep track of stuff like this so just a heads up uh you know depending on the situation everybody's uh thing give yourself a little reminder and depending on this the I don't know, whatever you want to say, circumstances, depending on how much money the department has its, at, at the time and what kind of attention they're given to it. You never know if it's going to be a time where they're turning around permits in moments or days or if it's like here in Arizona had been turning them around in six months. Because I think the last time it expired, I don't, I don't remember how many I've had now, but at one of them, I sent in the renewal stuff and I I mean, it's almost like I, I closed the box and I opened it and it was already in there. Like I got it back very fast. I was not even sure how they could have printed it and got it all out. Like they would have had to got it at nine in the morning, ran upstairs and did all the stuff, printed out my card and got it in the mail that day or something or definitely by the next day. And, you know, so I didn't know how long to expect uh, or you may not know how long to expect. So anyway, just a reminder. Uh, you might want to do the same thing with uh, batteries. A lot of people cripple themselves by using some kind of a lit optic, some kind of a thing that has a battery in it. And half the time they fool themselves into buying it because the battery life is so long. Well, don't be cheap. And every day or every year on your birthday, every day change these batteries. That's how if you're not cheap, you will change your batteries every day. No, but every year on your birthday, change your batteries. It's that easy. Change your batteries on your birthday. Or if you're busy on your birthday because you're doing some sort of cool thing, you know, like a week before your birthday or a week after your birthday, but somehow tether it to some event and change all your batteries. It costed me 30 something dollars to buy a pack of one, two, three batteries. So, you know, it's not cheap, but it's worth doing. If everything falls apart and you got to grab that bag, are those lights going to work? Or are you now looking for batteries out in the middle of nowhere at a time of stress when everybody else is panicking? A bug out bag is worthless if it's just bringing you burden, right? BMB, a bring me burden bag, or a, you know, cost me 30 bucks out of nowhere to change all my batteries. And now it's a convenience. Anyway, quit nagging you about what things to do, but you got to learn the lesson somehow. So we mansplain them. Next up is I post every once in a while for to see what's going on on YouTube. And I don't ask questions like what flavor cheesecake is best to eat with a fork or whatever. But what we put up is stuff like, are you urging folks to contact your senators? And the poll was, are you urging your folks, are, are you urging folks to contact our senators? And then I had all the contact information in the name of the uh, bills. So the first one was, yes, I have called and am encouraging others to call and write also. The second one was, yes, I called, but if other people do or don't, is it my problem? The next one, the middle one, I guess, was, eh, I might call, 
but I'm too busy. I'm glad other people are calling. So, you know, do what you want to do. I'm happy you can do what you want to do, but I don't care. Then the fourth one is I think I'm, I think calling is a waste of time. So I sit these things out. And then the last one, I think it's all rigged. So I sit these things out. So basically those last two are all the people that don't participate because no one participates. And those, uh, the, it came out with 43% went with, yes, they're called and encouraging others to, which is encouraging. 29% said they think it's all rigged and don't do anything. And then 13% said they think it's a waste of time, so they don't do anything. And that would be, if they're accurate, if they're not just, uh, you know, wasting time of everybody's time, you're looking at another 40-something percent there. So effectively, the amount of people that effort and the amount of people that don't think it's worth it to effort cancel each other out so the other side who gets paid to or feels like they're helping something by participating dwarfs our conversation. So just like to throw that out there, you're never going to convince people to not participate, but you might convince somebody who's ambivalent to participate. And then that at least cancels out one of the folks who's you know, not going to participate because they're going to be right about nobody participating, right? Uh, next up would be just to keep it real since I'm not paid by any of these organizations. Um, let's take a look at the last time uh, they gave us some insight into their money, or at least the last time I was able to find insight into their money. It's been almost a year. It's about 10 months since I did the first, since I first found out that you could go find out these numbers from, you can go look at these tax numbers. Uh, so I went over there to check if there's new numbers over there. So the last time I posted this stuff was August of last year, uh, but I couldn't find any new numbers. I don't know what's up with that. So nothing updated in more than a year over there. So I might have to at some point go try to find another source for those tax forms. But effectively, I found something, some post had queued me in. I think it might have been Gun Owners of America or some other state level organization. Oh, you know what it was? It was ARFCOM. So ARFCOM had done a post and suggested that all you got to do is go over here and you can get the tax forms from all these nonprofit organizations, like literally all the nonprofit organizations. So I went over there and looked at the tax forms from all of them that we care about, right? All of them that I could find. Uh, posted all that stuff over on Patreon. Oh, snap. Thanks, Garrett. Much appreciated. Uh, when we do the shows on Tuesday and use the uh, 50 States of 2A book. Big part of that is Garrett helping out with that one. Thank you very much. And he super chatted this evening. So a lot of people uh, who show up, well, not a lot of people, people that show up live occasionally throw a couple of bucks at us through the YouTube feature. It's called the super chat. Thank you for that. All right. So uh, because I had done that research, looking up the uh, tax forms or whatever, I went to go see if there was new tax forms and I couldn't find any. So I just used the numbers from last time and just made another little chart, posted that chart over on YouTube just to see what people would say. And I got some feedback. If you want to go check it out, I can't really link to it because of the way that YouTube works. All I can do is link you to our community tab. Uh, and then you have to scroll down and find the post over there. But, uh, what we're looking at is a graph where on the left it goes from zero to six million dollars and it has the three organizations the firearms policy coalition the second amendment foundation and the gun owners of america 
and it's it has a, a three bars for each of them first the blue one the first one is their total income the second one is the orange one which is the the percentage that they spend on salaries and then the third bar the yellow one you can barely see it really is the number of dollars they spend on advertising and it's difficult to see because of the like the big difference between the amount of money that they bring in versus the amount of money that they spend so it's difficult to see the on the graph the difference between it but we did get some feedback from people who uh you know had observations about this and that's where i put it together why i made it a visual graphic like this just so that people can see the scale now just to keep in mind the one that is in Colorado that's never done anything that I'm aware of uh, except for they claim something in 2015 brought in something like 6 million and they claim now to bring in something like 12 million then you've got NSSF NSSF uh, if I had that chart here too we'd see they're more like at the way more than 11 million because I think SHOT Show costs 11 million so they're putting on SHOT Show and other stuff so they're more like at 16 million or something and then there's NRA, what used to be at 350 million. I think they're at like 22 million or 220 million now. So again, if we were to put these up next to other organizations that are doing things that have created the infrastructure we have, uh, it would be a different graph altogether. But when you focus in on just the end of that, the tiniest of organizations at the national level, this is how they kind of rank and or rank up next to each other, I should say. Anyway, I just post that up there so people can see it and uh, maybe use these in conversations or just to, in your own um, uh, calculations to how, uh, you know, who and what you're going to support. Next up is uh, when I ask folks on YouTube using the poll feature, which groups they support versus one versus another with just one answer on for each person. Uh, that this is the results for this year. I guess I didn't do it in January going to SHOT Show and then in February I must have not done it. But we got it for March, April, May, and June. And you can see that the blue bar, the blue bar, starting on now, the blue bar is Gun Owners of America. So they're by far 70% of folks approximately or on average, I guess, are digging Gun Owners of America. FPC waivers from something like 10% up to more than 25% or something like 25%. So they fluctuate quite a bit. And then uh, Second Amendment Foundation fluctuates between basically 0 and 10%. Like they fluctuate, but less and much lower. And then the green one that's only even visible occasionally on these graphs is the, is the NRA or I should say, excuse me, the, the red one is the NRA, and then the green one that almost never shows up is others. Every once in a while, though, people will vote other, and then they'll leave us a comment with, you know, which organization it is. And this isn't much because it's our viewers, so it's people that are probably focused on 2A or weird trolls that think it's cool to skew the data, right? But, you know, we're talking like 100-ish people, 100 people that are paying attention, 100 people that have an opinion because they kind of know what all the players are in the game. And it might be interesting to some folks to see, um, you know, that, again, there's not consistent support for any of them, that they all got to keep earning what they get from us. 
and the amount of effort that they put in isn't necessarily anything to do with the amount of money they're spending on advertising. Um, the fact that Gun Owners America spends more on their infrastructure, their salaries, I don't know. I mean, that might play a part of why they're so effective. Actually, it probably does play a part because they got more people to make more people happy. Uh, firearms policy also has a group of people making people happy. Uh, F, well, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, the information is there if you want to check it out. And then lastly, we got a link to our eBay store. Uh, I had been all happy that I had these shoes that I got from the store or from uh, the school and had them up there. They all sold for close to 100 bucks or somewhere around there. But one of them sold for 90 The other two sold for over 100 But one of them sold for 90 only 90 and then the person never paid. They said something like, oh, I'm going to pay, and then they never paid. So a week later, I'm not made of money. I don't need these pair of shoes. So I said, you know, you're not paying. I sent them the invoice. They didn't pay it. So I uh, canceled it, relisted it, and it sold today for how much? Yep, 127 freaking dollars. So tidy sum together with Gun Library Garrett, I might not have to go out of business this week. So thanks to one person bought some stuff over at the store. So thanks to that and thanks to Garrett and thanks to whoever bought a pair of shoes for 120 bucks. It was awesome. They're also going to have to pay money to have that go to YouTube Authenticity's place. So uh, I don't know if I get extra credit because now this will be my third pair of Nikes going through the place, but there's literally, I could show you the thing actually, there's literally a thing that I send the shoes to. eBay has people look at them and smell them and touch them and lick them. I don't know what they do. And then they go, oh yeah, these are legit. And then they go on to the person knowing that they've been authenticated by eBay. They literally, I have to send them to a place and it takes like a week. The one pair of shoes took like moments. They're like, hey, the authenticators have them. Oh, they're done. Here's your money. And then the other one took like a week and then Anyway, so there's a little behind the scenes. Is it worth selling shoes on eBay? No, I would not say it's worth it at all. Um, anyway, go check out our eBay store. There's a, oh, wait, let's actually go check it out just in case you hate buying stuff from our, whatever you call it, our gear website store. Look at what we got over on our eBay store. What? And this thing's got bids on it. It's got two bids on it already. What? Look at that thing. Oh, snap. Going to hit 3,700 hours this year again, so you're not allowed to go out of business this week. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Thank you for that, though. That's much appreciated, dude. And like I just said, I basically I got your five bucks. Now that, so much appreciated. Just do another super chat in there. And, yeah, thank you very much for that. So, anyway, yeah, I got a bunch of interesting stuff. It turns out you can sell this kind of stuff on eBay. So go check it out if you want. I'll drop you a link to the eBay store. It's in the description of the video. It's over on the Patreon. If you're a Patreon, you buy stuff off of me, let me know. Because then, you know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. I can throw some extra crap in there. Uh, some uh, patches and the whatnot. That is everything from over there. So I guess that's it. I'm going to have to wrap it up because I'm trying to podcast this. And it turns out the podcasts don't really dig giant files. So anything over about an hour and... 15 like this is probably I'm going to have to degrade the file a little bit to get it up on the podcast. 
But we're getting uh, from the numbers, we're getting a lot of people listening and I guess listening, downloading the podcast, whatever that's called. So again, appreciate the people that are listening. If you're new to the show and you're digging it, then uh, leave us some feedback out there. If you're not digging it and you got an issue with it, leave us some comments and uh, concerns. Uh, We read all the comments that are out there and I'm not going to change everything, but we're definitely willing and have changed things over the years many, many, many times. All right, so uh, we'll be back on Monday with to- Toby from Cape Gunworks. On Mondays, we try to do motivation behind the scenes, how to, the tech of creating content online. Toby is a gun shop owner. He's a lifetime gun owner. He's a concealed carry uh, permit holder and a gun permit, whatever you have to have in Massachusetts from right whenever, you know, if he was 18, you had to be 18 to do it. He was there when he was 18 getting it. Uh, there's a really good interview on riding shotgun with Charlie uh, that uh, with Toby that talks about his experience growing up in Massachusetts and then eventually deciding to start the gun shop and then the radio show. We'll be chatting. Uh, I attempt in my interviews to take it to the like part two. So if Charlie introduced everything and got people aware, then our interview will be live. So feel free to jump to join us and ask questions. But our interview will take it from that introduction and explanation of his projects and take us to the how, or excuse me, why Toby does what he does. He's an Eagle Scout. He's in Massachusetts. He's not making a million dollars doing this, I don't think. So we're going to talk about why he does it and then how he does it, how he's able to comfortably uh, stream a radio show that's recorded in the gun shop, totally totally authentically, and they have fun. They're not stressed out. They're not uh, worried. And it's going to be an interesting conversation. So that one's worth listening to. Um, on Sundays, we go through and check out all the good stuff that's been happening on Instagram throughout the week. I don't post as much on Instagram. I'm trying, I'm attempting to ask for some help on some of the Instagram channels. If you're interested in helping out on the Instagram channels, uh, let me know. I'm looking for help on the gun channels one and on some of my other projects. Uh, then, uh, We'll take a look at other people's posts, though, on Sunday. All this, basically this show, except for Instagram. And then uh, tomorrow we ask gun or we answer gun questions. People that have asked gun questions at askgunquestions.com. We go live. We invite Tony Simon from New Jersey and Clover from Texas, both of them as old as me and both of them lifetime gun owners. And uh, we answer in our own ways with our own experiences. We mansplain all the uh, questions that come in. Uh, We usually have a lot of fun. We try to keep it to about an hour. After that, you've got G23. Uh, after that, you've got um, Brooke Cheney with uh, Suicide Prevention Saturday. And this week is the, is the overnight. Uh, I'm not sure if Barbecue's still doing the barbecue show or not, but uh, check that out if he is. And then Gizzard, who was on for a couple hours before this show, he might still be on, uh, is going to be back. On Sunday night, Sunday morning, going live for a four-hour long-format conversation about guns, often focused on Second Amendment. 
sometimes they talk about donuts and whatever everybody's eating for breakfast or where they're going that day. Uh, maybe they're talking about the Wanamaker gun show or something like that. But uh, usually it's tethered around guns. Smeggy saying, anyone doing a late night after chat? I am going to be dropping the link for Patreons to jump in over here. I just got back before the show from my 11th flight of the drone. I had put the drone back together the other day and was eager to fly the thing with its new propellers. I also did some brushing up on my laws as a pilot. I'm a, what do you call it? drone pilot thing so i went and brushed up on my laws and my locations and things figured out where the closest place that i wanted to go where i could fly to the full height and it turns out you don't know my first dog but i got my first dog because i found him in the desert i can go to where my first where i found my first dog and fly around out there as much as i want so i've got video from there that we'll be looking at because i didn't even have a chance to really look at it all and uh just bs in a little bit so i'm not going to drop the link out here i'll drop the link over on patreon feel free to ask for the link i mean i'll throw a link out to friends and stuff but uh i just don't want to throw it out there and have a free-for-all but yeah we don't always go live after the show but we will tonight um i think i'm hitting everything i wanted to hit i'm probably missing something check out the patreon blog if you want to join the newsletter you get all of this stuff written down so you can copy and paste it or check it out listen to some of this stuff throughout the week uh i have friends out there for sure i'm not linking to all my friends videos i'm linking to the stuff that's worth your time that's offering new tools for your toolbox that's giving you encouragement when you're listening to people who say that it's all over and it was a good run, but Rome had to fall. You've heard that during Obama's challenge of his 23 executive actions. You heard that when they said that uh, you shouldn't have bump stocks or whatever. You heard that when they killed everything in 2018 with the Hearing Protection Act and the uh, national reciprocity because of the alleged shit that happened in vegas or whatever so there's defeatist people that are always going to bet on doing nothing but uh this stuff that i'm focusing on is the people that have no time for that and are just accomplishing i'm not even scratching the surface i don't even hit all the people like i say there's the people on instagram that'll take a whole nother two hours to talk about each week and then if you listen to half of these shows you find out that they're often interviewing other people that i'm not even doing justice to right i'm not uh, Lincoln to everybody who's guests on a lot of these shows. I'm just sending you over to the to the raw feeds. So check it out and uh, consider supporting the people that you can because this is the kind of times when it's appreciated and you know depending on who it is and when necessary. So again, can't thank you enough, Garrett. I do appreciate that more than you guys can imagine. And uh, if anybody does order stuff from the store, we got lots of free stuff, uh, lots of free. Uh, Patch Friday type of stuff out there. And I'll quit saying stuff. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll be back to pick you up later. Cheat. Ninja. Tonight's episode, The Ripoff.
GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year. Practice at least once a month and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do 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 do.